Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. Um, if you never heard the show, let me uh, give you a quick rundown of what we do. We listen to punk hardcore and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. We give our honest reaction to it. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a whole lot of value judgments about what we hear. Uh, we sometimes really hate stuff and dog on it. Sometimes we big up stuff. Sometimes we don't give a shit. But uh, either way, we encourage you to go out and support the things that you hear on the show that you enjoy by purchasing physical releases and going and seeing shows, which uh, seems like it's going to become a possibility in the very near future again. Um, this is a, uh, I mean, a welcome respite for us because we're going back to uh, the normal episode format instead of the hell week that we had been doing prior to this. Right. It was it was really just one evening of hell and then um, another evening where we felt better. Yeah. Well, for me, it's also been like, uh, it's been ensuing days of like, not hell, but certainly like inconvenience because I've been having to edit, um, about five times the normal amount Mm -hmm. of editing that I do in a normal, in like a typical week of podcasting. So Mm -hmm. that has been additionally stressful, but other than that, yeah, it was essentially one, one evening of hell. Um, that, that brings up a point that I need to address. uh Uh-huh. I owe you an apology. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. Because you were late to D&D, and I was jagging jagging you off, basically just being a prick about it. Sure. I kind of gave everybody a hard time, but I think I gave you a little more heat than you deserve, because I I understand that you're working pretty hard, but I also understood that you were pretty stressed at the moment, so I kept fucking leaning (laughs) on that button when I did it. Well, hey, thanks. I appreciate that. I didn't, uh, I I obviously hadn't filed that away in the, uh, in the hard feelings category. I just, uh, I, I wrote that off pretty quick. Plus I think, I, I think it's kind of fun when we have exchanges like that because you and I out of our D and D group are the only two that like we hang out actively. Whereas those dudes are all of our homies, but like, I think it's rare that any of them hang out one and one-on-one with you. And I've known you for at least twice as long as any of they, th- those people have. Yeah. So I think, I think sometimes it makes them uncomfortable because I think they still view you as like, uh, as like Papa Nate and I, Which and is I'll, we. Yeah. Which is, which is funny, but, and I, and I will just quickly just be like, yeah, well, yeah, how about you suck my dick? Yeah. And so I think it makes them really uncomfortable because they don't know how authentic it is and they don't have the same, that they, they don't share that dynamic with you. So, right, 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 right. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, so. it could be kind of fun, but uh, hey, I appreciate that. I also want to, you know, I, I am willing to edit some episodes. I don't know if I can do it to your standard. Um, no, but if you if you feel a little a little stressed, send them my way. Yeah, I'll work my magic on them. Um, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we could we could give it a shot sometime. I would like to just see how it turns out. You know what I mean? Now, and now, like- now you know you know that I I will do something purely to amuse myself to almost any extent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, for sure. I you you have to suspect that mm-hmm. if you gave me something to edit, I would intentionally make it horrible. Yeah. Like two fucking full hours. There it is. Post it without telling you, right? Just post it. Yeah. And then our listeners are bummed because they've got two uh, two hours of even more unlistenable bullshit. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm utterly indifferent to it because it's just, it's funny for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I do. I, I have certainly considered that fact before. Um, right. Like, like really fuck it up. Yeah. Um, like, like just volume levels everywhere right 
long yeah. periods of silence, right? Yeah, because I see that's the thing too is like you don't not you specifically, but I think you know it's uh, it's easy to take for granted because I certainly did before I started like editing these in a more serious way too because I think I got more intentional about it as I went. But like sure. you know that there's so much just uh, like ten seconds of dead space that you kind of take for granted and don't think about conversationally yeah, that I yeah. go in and cut out like. 20 of those per episode, you know, right. I mean? and, so. and, 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 and it's, they're just intolerable, right? Um, you, to actually hear 10 seconds of dead space while one of our, you know, fucking brain wheels is turning, um, is, uh, not, it's, it's not at all even fucking pleasant. It makes us sound even dumber than we, well, it lets you know how stupid we actually are. Right. right. Yeah, for sure. I, the, the edits also do, do wonders for just increasing the degree to which we could, we come off as even remotely competent, you know? Right. So right. there is that component at play too. It would be fun to do an edit where it's exactly the opposite and everything is stretched out and I slow our speech down and add extra like us and likes in there. It would be fun to do an edit with like just duplicate. So there's like 12 tracks of each of us. Uh -huh. And every time we speak, it sounds like a chorus of demons <laughs> or angels, right? It sounds like otherworldly every time we speak. Yeah, I could bump them all just barely out of phase. So there's like a chorus effect on there and then duplicate it enough times that I can pan it like 10 yeah. to a 10% pan across the entire spectrum. Yeah, it sounds like some hive mind, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll do uh we'll do the psychedelic episodes sometime. Yeah. Um yeah. so before we get into it, because uh a little peek behind the curtain here, you know, we're recording this episode ahead of time. So when you're uh, actually hearing this, I will be enjoying the tall trees and even taller mountains of the Pacific Northwest. Um so we're recording this ahead of time. Uh, I wanted to uh, ask you though before we jump into it, you you shared with me that you had a little update about your neighbors, and I was oh, just I curious did. as to as if that's did. something that you wanted to share on the show. So you know, you know that you know this is we're in the season of Satan, right? Yeah. We're, we're approaching we're approaching like the season of Satan at its peak, right? Right. Summer's coming. It's going to get wild at night, right? And, yeah. and we've been seeing. I would say indications that, you know, I guess uh, we'll see that we're, we're seeing that uh, we're, the tree is bearing fruit, right? Sure. Yeah. There's indications of it, right? UFOs. Suddenly the government is prepping us uh, ostensibly for what is actual revelation that, hey, we're fucked, right? Right. There's UFOs coming. Like I saw a couple guys, legit dudes, right? With resumes, legit known dudes on like CNN talking to uh, Chris Cuomo about UFOs. And the one guy's like, the technology that we're seeing is a hundred to a thousand years beyond anything we have. Um, you know, they don't even understand what the fuck it is. And um, they both looked, I would say, uh, despite their best, in, best uh, effort at a poker face, both of these uh, government officials looked, uh, I would say a little worried. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. In the interview, a little concerned. Sure. And I think that I think what they're doing is like peppering us for the big news. Right. That, yeah. That I actually I just I recently had a conversation with some people about exactly this phenomenon. I was like, yo, what do you think the angle on this is? Because clearly there's some prep going on. And, and they've been slow walking this for, you know, like a couple of years, at yeah. least 18 months. Right. Mm hmm. Ever since Blink-182 got involved, that's when shit got real, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and, and uh, so they've been slow walking it, 
you know, with the Tic Tac video and stuff. But now they're like picking up the pace. And in a month, they got this report coming out, right? And who knows? Yeah. Who knows? All I'm saying is one of the guys said that it looks like threat assessment observation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they, you know, one guy was like, well, I mean, the thing also beats us to our cap. So it like seems to anticipate our movements before we actually do them, which belies a, a certain intelligence. Sure. Um, and intent behind it. Right. And uh, yeah, so, you know, that's happening, right? We had uh-huh. some other, you know, minor flare-ups and satanic panic sure. uh, coming back. Now, I've got a new neighbor. I think it's a new neighbor. And if it's not, it's an old neighbor that is uh, finally coming around. He's, he's been infected. His brain is, 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 his brain has reached, um, I guess, uh, peak stimulus sure. and something has snapped. Okay. So... I've got a neighbor now, I think he's in the second story, that screams about Jesus Christ and the Lord and the fires of God <laughs> at random hours for sometimes, you know, half an hour, an hour on end. Right. Just screaming, the fires of God are real. The punishment is real. The Lord is the Lord. And like screaming that. Yeah. I cannot wait until, you know, as this progresses and he's in the street screaming this, 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 is gonna be my favorite fucking thing if I have a neighbor like this, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I like, like you know, the fortress of ineptitude that is my, you know, the apartment building next door, um, has a lot of you know folks that basically have made some bad decisions, and some of them have acknowledged that and dealt with it, and other folks haven't, but they're all kind of in the same boat, right? Yeah. Um, but this is new. I've not heard them screaming about Jesus. I've heard them screaming about stuff before, but never Jesus and the Lord and fires and punishment and divine wrath. So I'm pretty stoked about that. And in response to that, I was working out the other day in the backyard, doing a little kettlebell workout, decided to take the Bluetooth out there and really fucking let them rip, right? <laughs> and uh, I put on Incantation Radio on Spotify uh-huh. and uh, turned that shit up, and they did not like that. <laughs> oh, no? No. I mean, you can't understand a word they're saying, right? Sure, yeah. But you assume when you hear that, when you hear that noise, that infernal noise, you know that it's Satan. <laughs> right. Yes. You know, yeah. and, uh, within maybe 10 minutes of that, the yelling about the fires of God and the Lord being the Lord, uh, picked back up and he <laughs> yelled sporadically over the course of the next hour out his window at me. I'm assuming, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. One can only hope, man. Well, that's a, that's a really exciting development. I'm sorry. It, it's that. pretty sick. It's pretty sick. It's not, everybody's excited about it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure not. But, uh, I can tell you that uh, I, I am very excited about this. I really, really, really want to live next to a religious fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds a lot. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm uh, I'm stoked to see if there are any um, any developments over the course of uh, of the summer. Oh man, yeah, for real. Because uh, I don't think he knows what he's dealing with, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he has he has no idea who he's moved in next door to. So. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, on that note, let's, uh, let's jump back into, uh, the queue for the first time in a, in a week or so, uh, back to the old standard format. So <clears throat> let's, much to uh, the chagrin of our listeners, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm by sure. the way, a couple things about the hell week. Uh-huh. I literally had no recollection of any of the bands or what was said in episode four. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I found I found there uh I was experiencing a very similar effect when I was editing it and I like actually listened to each band as I was like dropping it into the episode in post because I was like I don't remember any of this. So. Yeah, I, I I did too and I listened to them and I thought I don't remember a single one of these, but sounds like I was right. 
um, for most of them. I, in episode five, I open up saying that we left off with me ranting about hate five, six. Right. Yes. But that was like, that was like two hours before we finished. We, we had two more hours of recording. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I guess our brains, our brains just erased that final two hours, man. We we were like fully on auto autopilot by that. Very much so. You can hear me yawn very loudly at the end of episode four. You sure can. Um, Also good call on the new creases intro for that, for the one episode. I, I have never received so many messages asking me what the intro music to, uh, to an episode was, uh, as I did with that one. I, I, I have almost never wanted to hear more output from another band in my life. I dude, so wish that I there know. was a full length from that band. So, dude, me too. So badly. And Mickey has been in a bunch of good bands, but uh, those folks are hyper talented, man. I yeah. mean, Nervosas, all that stuff is good. It's yeah. reliable. It's reliable. But uh, that that new Creases shit is about as catchy as it gets. Oh, it's so fucking good, man. Yeah, I was uh, I was psyched that people were uh, were very stoked to check out more of that, and that I could uh, I could use that as an opportunity to put people onto that band because uh, yeah, I I share that sense. The two two uh, two EPs is not nearly enough output. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's get into it. So first up, we have got uh, a submission that a couple people sent in. Anthony uh, sent this in, and then my homie TJ also sent this in. Um, this is a band I've seen talked about, but just haven't gotten around to listening to yet. Rata uh, Rata Negra with uh, Una Vida Vulgar. This is out this is on good. La Vida S and Muse. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus. Um, I just have not gotten around to listening to it yet, but everybody seems to think so. Then we have got Violent Way with their self-titled uh, debut EP. This was sent in by Grant Williams. It's a new Buffalo uh, Oi band that uh, I've seen a few people post, and I recognize this artwork. Um, then we have got Window Phase with their self-titled debut demo. This was sent in by Nick, who uh, is Window Phase. This is a, a solo project of his that... Um, he name checks why die and gag which cool i'm i'm psyched on that and then also late 80s dc hardcore which seems like a a strange sort of mashup but maybe it works might work then we have got uh gary ordinary with the nothing to see here ep this was sent in by the band uh they're the only context that they provided was um a sentence that said hardcore punk grindcore whatever um, okay. So I guess this probably occupies that general space. Then we have Egregore with Thought Form. This was sent in by Colton Keys. It's uh, one of his Utah scene reports. He said he likes this and uh, the best he can say about it, which is it seems to be a catchphrase of his. <laughs> He's always like, the best I can say about it is this. Um, and it's never that compelling. But uh, he said the best he can say about it is it's, PV meets black metal, pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, then next up, we have got Jade Dust. This is a submission from Rich Miles, friend of the show, Rich Miles, uh, with their uh, debut demo. I, uh, I This was described to me as kind of like mid to late 80s DC core uh, via the West Coast. And um, Jade Dust, if they are pulling from from that era of... Uh, of DC stuff and like discord, like kind of post hardcore shit. I can only imagine is a reference to the song Jade dust eyes by shutter to think, which uh, is a really good song off a really good record. So I'm hoping this is good. Then we have got Troncale with their promo 2021. This was sent in by stout. Looks like a stout submission. It is a band featuring 
members of Dead Heat, which uh, if you've got your ear to the ground on contemporary hardcore at all, you've probably at least heard the name Dead Heat. They're a very hype band right now playing uh, just like a a very fun form of kind of crossover informed, bouncy, fast, hardcore stuff. And this is evidently a side project. Then we have got Miasmatic Necrosis with Apex Profane. This was sent in by Lewis F. He says it is uh, at times overt death metal, but more often gore grind. Um, that can kind of go either way for me, but, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes if we land on it. Then we have got world. I hate with collapse. This was sent in by Will Neal. Um, it features Jimmy from low end and, uh, judiciary. And did, did we listen to this? I think we had it in the queue, but I'm not sure that we listened to it. I, man, that artwork, I remember looking at that artwork. I remember looking at this artwork too, um, but I think Will listens to like every episode, so I think he would have caught it. And we'll take his word for it. He knows our show better than us. Sure. <laughs> There's no doubt at this point that there are various listeners who are far more versed in the lore of our show than we are, because I forget everything the minute it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then last up, we have got uh, something that I talked about on the on the Hell Week series, mm-hmm. The Consequence, uh, with their self-titled debut on Youth Attack. Really fucking good Denver-based stuff with uh, my homie Gordon on vocals, James Trejo on bass, um, just, you know, playing really, really dope late 80s kind of New York hardcore influence stuff with touches of oi in there, um, kind of reminiscent of like the Breakdown 87 demo or like Altercation at times. This was sent in by Matt Flynn, who name-checked a few of those bands in his description as well. Uh, just really, really good stuff. Um, and uh, I unfortunately missed out on this tape during the Youth Attack drop, but uh, I'm going to try some alternative channels to get a hold of uh, a couple copies of it since we're Mr. Cool Ices. There you go. So on that note, let's uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up first tonight. All right. Ten. All right, cool. This is the consequence. Um, we can just, uh, you know, we can just start with the, with the intro. It's kind of like a... Uh, eponymous, eponymous track intro slash first song, but it does a really good job of just kind of letting you know what the rest well, of this tape is going to sound like. It feels like you also get a full delivery because it's two minutes long and almost every other track on here is, is or clocks in around a minute. So yeah, for sure. So, uh, so we're going to listen to the consequence slash target on my back by the consequence off their self-titled debut demo.
Okay, we just heard the consequence slash target on my back by the consequence off their self-titled demo. And uh, yeah, so that band basically, I mean, as you would expect from a, a group of folks who has as um, as accomplished a, a track record and discography as, as the people in this band. But like, this is a band who like fundamentally understands hardcore in a way uh that i think a lot of bands don't specifically when they're playing this sort of like chunky late 80s like new york skinhead 87 to 89 style bouncy hardcore shit and we've had quite a few bands on the show that have tried to channel this and only a couple that have ever caused me to perk my ears up you know um with with rare exception and i think it's because so much of the time it stresses the wrong components of it um the production is too slick uh there's a, a modern lens placed on it there are a lot of elements to me that that just make uh contemporary bands that try to channel that kind of stuff often um it, it just there's something that gets lost in translation um i i think i think maybe the punk component of it because you know, at the core, all the bands playing in that scene were just like, they were just like gnarly New York punk dudes, like living in squats and shit. You know what I mean? Like they weren't, they, they, I guess were maybe meat headed by some standards, but they weren't mesh shorts dudes. You know what I'm saying? It was mm -hmm. like, it was a very distinct phenomenon from kind of like the modern bouncy hardcore um, that was was birthed from from that form and this to me totally understands and channels the spirit of uh, that late 80s new york hardcore stuff in a way that that most bands just don't get and um for that reason i i fucking love it man this shit really rules yeah so you kind of touch on some things that i was going to bring up it's almost as if uh we speak with one mind anymore <laughs> There's not, I sometimes I feel like uh, we should just make shit up and be at odds to like <laughs> introduce a little more, a little more uh, drama to this. Yeah, sure. Um, so you put it much more, more eloquently than I could, but uh, this rides a line because if this, you know, if those, if those melodies and chord progressions are, were played a certain way, right? Mm hmm. Um, if this was played with a more modern flavor or a flavor that is more removed from the roots of this sort of music, if this was pulling from, uh, we'll say the, uh, uh, basically the, 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 the hate breed era of hardcore forward, sure. right? Yeah. I would not like this. Right. Um, I generally, you know, like lyrics like this are fucking stupid as shit. Sure. Um, cause you know, you ain't going to do shit. Right. Right. And at right. the end of the day, you ain't going to do shit. It just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's shitty macho posturing and stuff like that. But in this presentation, it, it doesn't completely turn me off. Right. right. Yeah, for sure. Um, it fits, it fits, the, it fits the, um, the threat of the music. And this music to me sounds genuinely more threatening than any, uh, beefed up production, uh, you know, chugging beat down style of music that would use virtually the, the exact same style of lyrics. Of course. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, well, it's even though sonically it's not, it's, it's, it's in the same wheelhouse, I guess. Um, but like a band like judge. Sure. Those lyrics are stupid as shit. Oh, of right? course. Yeah. Bringing it down that those lyrics are so fucking stupid. Bringing it down is hammer. I got Man, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> right. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. But it works in the context of how those songs are played. Right. Um, and that's how I feel about this. I generally don't give a shit about lyrics that talk about, you know, 
how you're going to, this is your fate and uh, your time is up and, you know, judgment day has come fine. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, when, uh, it's played like this, it, uh, gets a little fizzing in the gonads, you know? Sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. I like, I'm not totally, I'm not totally, you know, into like testosterone deprivation. I just, uh, I just, uh, you know, don't like it when it's, um, given to me in uh, certain, I guess, certain styles of hardcore. Right. Yeah. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, the, to me, like I said, this just, uh, this just gets at the the core of, uh, of what makes that, uh, that late eighties, New York hardcore stuff, uh, makes it great and it and, uh leaves the leaves all the nonsense behind you know and in the blown out production on this sure. um that helps a lot big right? time yes if this were cleaner if this were slicker neither one of you neither one of us would be talking about this or probably even interested in obtaining a copy of it yeah, for sure. I mean, James James Trejo's uh, at this this point kind of signature production style really really shines on this. All all of the stuff that he records, he does on a four track, and uh, and it shows. But I think uh, I think it just best suits this kind of hardcore. You know what I sure. mean? It just uh, I think you you just need a you need a component of grime there. Like uh, it it needs to. Um, it needs to come through in the production. It needs to come through in the delivery and, uh, the, uh, a modern slick production, I think just, uh, it really like sucks the soul out of this kind of stuff. You know, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, to me, it's kind of reminiscent of, you know, if I can remember listening to death metal in the nineties and like, you know, my uncle's like, well, you can't understand what they're saying. You know, like who gives a shit? Yeah. Right. Right. Voice is another instrument in this. It, it's, it's another, it's another instrument playing its role in the fucking total package. Right. And you can look at the production production. Production is the exact same thing here. For sure. Yep, for sure. So uh, unfortunately, those are uh, sold out on Youth Attack. So if you want a copy, you're just going to have to wait till uh, till it hits the secondhand market or uh, if the band plays uh, plays any shows this year, which is, you know, not not, not the most likely thing for a Youth Attack band, but uh, is is certainly not <laughs> not off the table. You know what I mean? That's another thing I was thinking is like, you know, these Youth Attack bands are generally good. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I enjoy them, but man, they're... Uh, You'll never see them. Yeah, I mean, a ha- like they play shows, but usually it's they're they're hyper regional. You know what I yeah. mean? And with with few exceptions. Uh, I you know I mean we got to see uh, Cadaver Dog um, when uh, right? I booked Regional Justice Center. But were they were they you know that they were still out of Chicago? That, they were out of Chicago, no, weren't they? No, no, they were out of they were out of Denver. Okay. Um, yeah, I think James Trejo has been down there for a grip. So, um, but uh, but yeah, man, it's like that. You you just you don't you don't get to see a lot of these acts uh, too often because a lot of them are also like collaborative projects mm-hmm. where the band members are often in a zillion other bands, so it's hard to make time to, to tour. And one project usually and, takes precedence, you know. Yeah, and a lot of them are uh, established, like you know, in their own right outside of hardcore. So yeah, for sure. I mean, there's that new band uh, with like Mark McCoy in it. And it's like Mark runs this label. He does a shit ton of graphic design. The likelihood of, of seeing that band outside the confines of Chicago is low. So that's uh, that's just sort sort of part and parcel to the uh, the whole Youth Attack vibe. But hey, I'm not uh, I'm not mad at it. That's that's chill with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Four. Okay, four is uh, Gary Ordinary. One of the I would say one of the worst band names I've heard on here in a minute. Yeah, I don't really. I wonder what the uh, the origin of that is. Yeah, I'm not sure. the 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 co- the um the combo of the name and the art is is not doing a lot for me. Um, 
you know, I mean, the art, I guess, if that's on the cover of a sci-fi novel or something, uh, maybe fine. On the doesn't cover. look like a sci-fi novel I'm interested in. It looks like <laughs> it looks like something that's you know from the, an interpretation of the Matrix. Yeah, for sure. But you know, maybe maybe it's on like a, a republishing of like a William Gibson novel or something. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, this is described as a West Coast grind. So um, and like I said, they're their email to me was just hardcore punk grindcore whatever so it seems like they're maybe not uh particularly um interested in in strict labels so let's mm-hmm. uh let's just jump right into it. it looks like they have the song loopers queued up to play so we're gonna hear loopers by gary ordinary off their nothing to see here ep We just heard the song Loopers by Gary Ordinary off of what appears to be their debut EP, Nothing to See Here. Um, I guess, if anything, I'm I'm glad that you didn't commit too hard to classifying yourself as a particular genre. I guess I can understand why you said hardcore, punk, grindcore, whatever, um, because I'm not entirely certain that you have like a strong grasp on what grindcore is if this is if th- if that's how you predominantly choose to classify yourself well, based upon what i just heard you know it's 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 the it's the drumming right yeah uh, the, the, you know it's it's that's what it is um, yeah, yeah i mean but even the blasts were like not they weren't good blasts <laughs> you know what i'm saying they were like they were not uh compelling or even particularly fast blast beats um, no it just it it, it had um um, it just sounded like sped up techno. Yeah, man. It, 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 this this whole thing had a very lethargic quality to it. And you know, if I were if I were trying to be charitable, I, I guess I would say sort of like the sludgier, atmospheric, bass heavy uh, segments of this track are are maybe you trying to channel, you know, uh, man is the bastard and and that type of shit. But like. Um, Again, that's me being my most charitable. I'm not. I'm not certain that that's a, a reference point for you at all. Uh, to me, this this is not really reminiscent of anything that I would uh, class classify as as grindcore. Um, this is kind like I I don't know. This is this is hard to hard to place. Certainly, um, there there are some kind of elements of the the brand of post hardcore that I really don't like in here. There are there are some elements, I guess, of you know. Um, I mean, you, you guys are partially from San Diego, so I guess maybe you're channeling the the kind of like Gravity Records, um, like three one G scene of of kind of like grind informed post hardcore that was like just 
barely adjacent to some of that West Coast PV stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. Some of the stuff that kind of gave way later to like the screamo and emo violent shit like Antioch Arrow and, and heroin and stuff. I, I, I think maybe you're trying to channel that more than you are anything that I would sort of traditionally categorize as grind, um, which if that's the case, cool. Uh, not, not something that um, interests me uh, at this point in, in my life. Um, and I don't feel like I have a whole lot of coherent thoughts about this just because it's like, it's so far outside my purview and, and like, so not what I was expecting when I read the words West coast grind, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this grind, um, grind adjacent. Sure. Um, this is, I, I for me, I would be interested in seeing this live. Mm-hmm. Cause I just be interested in seeing two people, you know, pull it off um, and what they do with, you know, their gear essentially and how they incorporate other things into the overall performance. Mm -hmm. It would be boring as shit. I think to just see two people play these songs without some sort of visual accompaniment. Almost certainly. Yes. Um, But if you did that and did it right, that, that, that would make all the difference for me. Yeah. It could elevate this for sure. In, In a lot of ways that like, um, like a noise act. I don't really give a shit about your scummy ass turning pedals on the fucking ground. Right. Right. That that's boring. But if you make it a physical thing, right. Mm-hmm. If you incorporate sure. visuals and, and, and make, make, make the performance more of a physical piece. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's more interesting. Right. I want to, I want to see, I want to see you work to make these fucking beeps and boops. Right. Sure. Yeah. And I want to see more intent in it than just making beeps and boops. I want to see the, the total concept. Right. Uh, visually, performatively, and also just acoustically, right? Sure. Um, and I feel the, the same way about this. Um, sonically, this was not totally out of the realm of shit that, you know, I will occasionally dabble in. Sure. Um, but for me, I rarely visit this without other accompaniment like other sensory input. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I think this is just, this is coming from a camp uh, that, that I think, like I said, I haven't been interested in a long time because I guess, you know, there, there, I, I often forget there was kind of a whole wave of bands in the late nineties, early to mid two thousands that sort of co-opted the term grind, um, mm. you know, like uh, daughters and tower of Rome mm. and shit like that, uh, that were, that were doing something that was again in the lineage of grindcore, but it, in my opinion was like um, incredibly distinct from it. Uh, and right. I, th- I think to, to my ear um, as somebody who grew up in the, in the midst of that, that type of shit. Um, I mean, even some of our like friends bands like race Bannon and shit were more, mm-hmm. more in that world. You know what I mean? So um, I think that maybe this is in that lineage. And and if that's the case, if that's what you're going for, yeah, I think this is competent, but again, it's just something that I I've been checked out on for a long time, but I, yeah, I, I concur with you. I think, uh, I think if this were presented uh, in an interesting, engaging way live um, yeah, it could be cool. But uh, as it stands on recording, it, it's, it's just not something that sucks me in and, and pretty much anyway you know yeah yeah um all right let's uh let's roll the dice three okay this is window phase um we're, we're kind of landing except for the consequence on because there's some stuff in here that like i'm pretty sure will be fucking sick but i'm also like not bummed that we're landing on this shit just because like this really gets at the core of like what the show uh sure. has the potential to be which is highlighting stuff that literally nobody has heard or probably would hear Right. Unless it were being like 
presented to them. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like, 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 you know, that Rata Negra, everybody knows that's fucking good. Right, right, right exactly. And submitting it, you know that we know. You know that we, we think we're, it's good as well. Sure. Um, I already got a copy, you know, right. so um, it's good. Yeah. But this, never heard it. I thought that dude had corpse paint on it first from the little picture. <laughs> yeah, no. But it just turns out that it's uh, the shadows and his shitty hair on his happy round face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, um, I like it. I'm encouraged by uh, I'm encouraged by his cow's shirt. That's cool. Yeah, I am too. I, I was I I'm glad you pointed that out. And uh, that is uh, straight off the fucking Hazel Meyer fucking artwork too. Yeah, for sure. So I'm uh, I'm definitely encouraged by that. So um, and like I said, he he name checked Why Die, which is somebody that I never hear anybody name check who I think is uh, one of the the best first wave uh, American hardcore bands out of the entirety of Pennsylvania. So. I, th- I think the only one of the only why die name checks I've seen in recent times was when we saw cadaver dog. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said that we could either listen to you can't and Baba, uh, cause he felt like that gave a, a solid impression of, of what he was doing with this project, but that if we just li- wanted to listen to one song, we should listen to rocks alone. So, um, because I am on somewhat of a time crunch, I will, I, I will opt for that. So, yeah. uh, so we're going to listen to rocks alone by window phase off of their, uh, self-titled demo. So we just heard Rocks Alone by Window Phase off of their self-titled demo. And so I think I appreciated that a lot more than maybe I actually liked it in practice. Like, I really appreciated how, like, genuinely dyed-in-the-wool fucking weird that was. Um, It had, like, that mega psychedelic intro that gave way into, yes, a a wide-dye-esque fast part. Um, a stompier part in the latter half of the song. There was a lot going on here. I appreciated how the psychedelic elements, even though they warped once the sort of meat of the song kicked in, uh, were still present. But I think 
the whatever whatever was there um was really obscured by the the production quality on this like i i think i heard hints of a song in there that i actually would have liked but like dude everything was so buried like i kind of could hear the bass plodding along the drums were really loud and i think maybe you appear to be a drummer first so so, so perhaps that's why but the guitar was mega buried the vocals I understand are just there for effect more than they are for anything else. So like, I don't mind those just being kind of like um, hyper reverby and, and at a weird spot in the mix that doesn't really bug me at all, especially if you're name checking gag or something like that, that's pretty um, par for the course. But I, I think that if this were produced differently, um, I might've liked it a lot, but it's, it's kind it's, it's one of those instances in which it's like actually hard for me to tell just because I think the production really, um, it was just kind of like impenetrable for me. I liked everything about this. If this were a physical format, I would buy it right now. Okay. Um, I, I loved the production of it. So uh, in Hell Week, we did have that uh, Moth Tax band. Yes. Yeah. And I do recall them saying that they were two people unconcerned about trends. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker is unconcerned about trends. Oh, yeah, for sure. No doubt. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I like it. I, I like it on, on basically... from the art i like the way that guy looks um i like that it's a solo project i like that the audio that like the the production was absolute an absolute fucking din um to the point that it was irritating to hear you know (laughs) that i like music that is irritating to hear oh no doubt Yeah. yeah um i liked i liked how absurd it was the juxtaposition between yeah, that like concrete blocks, concrete stocks, sort of as you you put it, psychedelic sort of noisy noise rock opening. Yeah, it was it was so, it sounded so like tuneless. Yes, um, I loved that. And then the juxtaposition where it just kind of went in. At first, I thought, oh, okay, well, I probably couldn't could have done without the fast part. Mm. Um, but as it went on, yeah, it all it all worked together well for me. I liked it because it's so fucking outsider. Right, exactly. And that's, I, that's, I guess, what I was trying to get at when I said that, you know, beyond liking this, I 100% appreciate it. And, 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 and like when you look at, you know, Nick, it says songwriting, lyrics, drum, low bass, high bass, vocals, frying pan on track one, right? Right. Um, and then he has all the other shit that he does because he's, he's, he's a one man band, right? It says right. solo project that'll never play live. This is accomplishing exactly what he wants to do. The artwork, right? Yeah. I'm guessing he did the artwork. I don't know. It looks terrible, but it also looks incredible, right? right. Yeah. Um. I. I. The. The. The sincerity. Yes. In this project, um, really sticks with me. And I, I honestly, I gotta say, I got no problem with the music. This is this is fucking peel the paint shit, and I love it for that reason. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, I deeply appreciate this, and uh, I think I think I almost liked it, but uh, but I occupy a little bit different space uh, than you do on the production. I think uh, I think a little bit, and not a lot. I mean, I want this to be lo-fi, and I want it to be a din, but I would just like a little bit more clarity in in some of the instrumental components because I heard melodies buried under there that I was like, yo, I think that's really good, but like I can't quite discern it, which is on one hand an admirable quality. Right. For sure. You know what I, I mean? It's kind of the same sense that I get listening to like really uh, like the hyper obscure kind of like R. Stevie Moore demos where I'm just like, dude, like I'm pretty sure this song is genius, but it's so deeply stupid and terribly produced. It's like 
it's hard for me to tell. It could be total bullshit, but like the fact that I'm even asking the question, I think is a sign that he's achieved exactly what he set out to, right. which I think might be the case with this. And, uh, and yeah, I think you, you really, you really hit the nail on the head when you said like, this is a motherfucker unconcerned, concerned with trends, like a long haired dude in a cow shirt doing a solo project that he says arrives between wide dye gel or wide dye gag and late eighties, uh, DC hardcore and in which he credits himself uh, on other guitar and says he was thinking about putting it on track four, but decided not to. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of this works together in a way that uh, is like sincerely endearing to me. And I, I like actually appreciate it and think it's cool, but uh, would nonetheless like to hear this attempted with like slightly, slightly more refined production because I think potentially the songs are uh, beyond being just like weird are actually probably pretty good too. So. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I liked everything about this. This this also touches back to another band, not only Moth Packs, but I, as you were sort of talking about, you know, I guess you couldn't discern whether this was shitty or stupid or whether it was pure genius and that sort of thing. Right. We had that Motorcore band on Deluxe Bias, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. And I was like, I, this is a fucking, like, why, why would you insult anybody by releasing this on a tape? Right. right. Yeah. Like, this is what that Motorcore band should have sounded like. This is a perfect Deluxe Bias release. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I mean, it's it's still short and sweet and to the point. And it's does short have that. and sweet and to the point. It's utterly deconstructive. Right. Um, You know, it has just enough of, like, hardcore in there to s- sort of keep it, you know, under the edge of the tent, so to speak. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I like this. Hell yeah. Well, uh, yo, Nick, keep it up. This is, uh, this is definitely cool. I would like to see, uh, what, if anything else you do with this project for sure. And, so, and like, this is the sort of shit too, like where folks would be listening, like, why the fuck do you like this? You know, right. like <laughs> this is a fucking room clear. Yes. Nobody fucking likes this. That's why. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. This, yeah. this is doing what grindcore intends to do. Right. Yeah. Right? No, exactly. Which is peel the fucking paint and drive fucking the false from the fucking room. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. This is all, all, all your, all the fucking aggressive, you know, quote unquote aggressive music and all the fucking posturing music that's out there. You know, this is, that's what it aspires to do is what this does in a much more genuine way. For sure. And everybody would fucking hate this. If you saw this in a basement, the only people that are watching this are like three, three people that are, that are, have a smile on their face. Like me, when I was listening to this, right? because something about this absolutely fucking clicks and everybody else left after the second song. And they only listened to the first two songs out of politeness. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and as I've said many times on this show, I will, uh, I will take a genuine weirdo, 99 times out of 100 over pretty much anybody else doing anything else so correct correct um so props to uh props to nick nick i uh i uh i fuck with the vision as the kids say so uh let's uh let's roll the dice see what's up next three again okay this is uh egregore with thought form this is uh the band from ogden utah that colton said in sent in that he described as uh occupying a space between power violence and black metal uh looks like the first song is queued up to play so we uh we'll go with that so we're gonna listen to divinatory hallucinate hallucination by egregore off of their release thought form Thank you. 
All right, we just heard the song Divinatory Hallucination by Egregore off of their release Thought Form. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Finally, something out of Utah that I can unequivocally get behind. <laughs> yes, I was, I, I was going to say almost the exact same thing. Like, the, Colton, this, you finally done it. This fucking ruled. Yes, yes uh, it did. I'm bummed that it sold out. This, this reminded me very much of a solo project that a friend of ours, Jeff Montgomery, did. This sounds like something Jeff would have done. This reminds me very much of AIDS. Oh yeah, totally, dude. Yes. Um, and like the six six six, the AIDS six 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 recording where he recorded, you know, on June sixth, two thousand six. Yeah. And for twenty four hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that thing fucking slays. No one's ever fucking heard it except for a handful of us. It fucking slays. This reminded me of that. It's one of the best things I've ever heard Jeff record. Um, I love this. I yeah. love the perfect, you know, you hear power violence and black metal. And I'm, I'm like, as soon as I hear black metal associated with any form of like other music that I like, I'm kind of like, right. Sure. I, I like my, I, I don't like mixing, you know, I don't like mixing flavors at that point. Right. I don't like peanut butter and ketchup together. Right. Um, but, uh, this was perfectly executed. Uh, riffs were fucking good. The pace was on point. It pummeled you the whole fucking time. It was a head nodder. Um, and, uh, it got in fucking killed you and got the fuck out. Yeah, for sure. There, there's not a single component about anything that I just heard that I didn't love. Uh, this was, this was great. And, and I think this, this mixed death and black black metal death metal black metal and grindcore um in a way that i think is far more reminiscent and like you know somebody you or a scene that you name check often like the the ross bay scene or Mm. or the south american stuff um take your pick like a lot of that stuff that was that was classified as war metal that occupied um a, a much more hard to pin down space in the metal in the metal universe where it was simultaneously pulling from kind of like all of the contemporary um, extreme metal scenes that existed at that moment in time. And uh, this to me feels very much in that lineage, especially in the sense that it is just uh, absolutely unrelenting as you described for the entire two minute runtime of this track. It, uh, it doesn't let up even for a second. And yeah, the riffs are fucking great. That main, oh man, that was yeah. oh, so fucking good. Uh, yeah. Colton, this is uh this is your first big winner, man. Um, you, uh, you knocked it out of the park with this submission and I too am, am, uh, very upset that this is sold out. Cause I would have snatched up a copy of this right away. Uh, definitely going to listen to the rest of this. It looks like this is also just a, a collection of, of everything that this, uh, I guess is a solo project. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks like sentient ruin re- uh, released this. It looks like he's just kind of been, um, putting out like, solo tracks into the ether um for the last year or so uh and then this is like the first uh official compilation of everything that he's released so far yeah he's got a split with uh throat breach mm-hmm. um i don't know if any of those tracks uh like two of the tracks previously unreleased and the, the other four off you know other demos yeah um so yeah this was this was good this was fucking killer Yep, really, really fucking good, man. Uh, so thanks, uh, thanks to Colton for sending that over, and uh, this uh, this is definitely a project that uh, will be on my radar moving forward. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. Six. All right, six is world I hate. Um, so you know what? I'm gonna actually I'm gonna double check that we haven't listened to this on the show yet. So in in uh, in like the with the magic of editing, um, this is gonna seem like no time passed whatsoever for you, but for us, it might take me like five minutes to look this up. So uh, yeah, I so, think it's worth it. So give me one sec. 
Um, okay, so uh, I did. I did indeed. Nate and I collaborated and sussed out that we we did hear this back on. Tra- did you say it was episode sixty two? Mm-hmm. So uh, so we heard this pretty close to when it came out. Um, I'm not sure who sent it in around then, but uh, as is so often the case on this show, we hear so much music that unless it becomes something that we purchase, uh, it's it's highly unlikely that. Um, that we're going to remember a whole lot of the shit that we hear on here. So I, we could have liked this, you know what I mean? We, we could have very well liked this just fine, but not connected with it in such a way that uh, it compelled us to purchase it. So I don't remember at all what this sounds like, but uh, considering the fact that we have indeed had it on the show, I, I think that that should probably disqualify it from uh, consideration on this episode, regardless of the fact that we don't remember literally anything about it. So um, let's, uh, let's just re-roll the dice and, and see what comes up. Four. Okay. Four is, uh, Trunkale. So this is the band that was, uh, described to me by Stout as being a side project of, uh, of Dead Heat. Um, this is their promo. So AKA demo. I imagine these, these are the first songs that they've put out into the <laughs> world. Um, no, so I'm not, I'm not laying in the heat right now at all. Right. Uh, I'm not laying in anything at all, but seriously, it looks like it, at least two of these guys are extras on Tim and Eric. <laughs> yes, you're not wrong about that at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. It looks like two of these guys, you know, filling in Puss Whip Bang Gang for a little while <laughs> uh, and then hooked up with... Uh, with uh, Troncale, so yeah, for sure. I think that it's a pretty accurate assessment of that of how these fools look. So, um, but yo, maybe this shit rips. It looks like it's uh, it looks like they're on some metal shit for sure. Um, I'm I'm expecting some solos, and if I don't hear hear any, I'm going to be uh, profoundly let down. Especially considering the fact that you're giving me five minutes and eleven seconds of music to start out this promo. Um, this better be jam packed with content. So let's uh, let's just jump into it. So we're going to listen to Iron Serenity by Trunkale off of their promo 2021. Just a pivot, love myself Love is too many 
Okay, we just heard the song Iron Serenity by Troncale off of their promo 2021. Nate, how'd you feel about that? I like that. Okay. Um, that was fun. I'm not saying it was the best I heard, mm-hmm. um, but I'm just saying that it was fun. I liked it. They got the, it, it, it fits the two of the guys look like they're from Tim and Eric. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, they've got the aesthetic down. Um, yeah, I had fun with that. I think that the thing that kind of like pushed it over the edge for me is that uh, one of the dudes is wearing uh, a Godblade shirt, mm-hmm. the Godblade, which is uh, by Jason Tarpey of Eternal Champion, right? And Iron Age, which I did not, I did not know that he wrote that book. I guess. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I kind of like that. I'm not gonna lie. So this is this is this occupies a space that like a lot of uh, a lot of stout submissions occupy for me, which is that it's like a. It's it's an almost it's an almost their thing. Um, I I think I, I mean I definitely like what they're going for, and I, I think they got they've got the energy sort of dialed in. But this featured two things. I, I would say three things that for me made this feel kind of kind of B tier. Um, the first thing is kind of more of an obvious just songwriting thing. Like I thought that main riff was killer. Mm-hmm. 
Sure. I thought that that riff was killer, but I feel like the length of this song was padded out by a lot of uh, a lot of less effective components um, that that didn't seem to like go anywhere or really elevate the song a whole lot. Secondarily, I would have very much liked to have heard either a vocalist who is just going all out like feral or somebody who's not a sca- not scared to go all out Joey Belladonna on sure. this shit. You know sure. what I mean? I think I think that would have elevated this to the next level for sure. And then finally, and this can be a pro or a con, just kind of depending upon how you look at it, but I think this featured um one of the worst solos that I've heard on a metal song <laughs> in a long time. The second one that like kind of prefaced the the back quarter of the song. Um, it was like truly just like indecipherable noise and a lot of just kind of going between two notes, just like it was like I I actually I uh I like audibly laughed at that at that solo. It was so so bad and i think it was i mean often in in setups like this you know if you have two guitarists like usually one is better than the other one uh and i this feels like a a case where one of the dudes was like no dude like let me get a solo on this too you know like i can i can lay down a solo and like just for the sake of like because this is their promo you know like they're early on in their in their life lifespan as a band just for the sake of like preserving band cohesion they were like yeah, they yeah they just were like we're just gonna let that ride. They were like, yeah, good job, Jimmy. That sounded really cool, man. Um, so so I think there were some elements here that just that fell a little bit short to me. I felt a little bloated. You know, the vocal the vocals I was not sold on, but uh, but yeah, I think overall what they're going for is obviously something I enjoy, and and I think uh, the overall energy they they bring to the table is good. But uh, at least this track, the other songs are also a little bit shorter. At least this track wasn't wasn't quite there for me. This 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 to me feels very much sort of like uh, an also ran of the the contemporary crossover scene. But uh, but it wasn't bad either, you know. Well, that's that's why I said it's not the best I heard. Sure. Right? Yeah. Fun. I'd definitely go see these guys live if they were in town. Yeah. Sure. Um, for sure, and I'd have a good time doing it. Right. Um, yeah, I, the same thing. I, I the five minute and 11, 11 seconds is a little long. I agree. Um, I, I I always want things to rip more. I always want things to rip more. Sure. Yeah. So that was you know lacked a little bit of a fucking I guess ragged ripping edge to it. Yeah. Um, that I would like to hear a bit more of. Yeah, I want to hear the fucking vocalist go all in one way or another. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, but total package but i don't know man it uh it's about uh we'll say 66 percent there for me so yeah i liked it well enough yeah for sure i i think i I think i occupy largely the same space so on that note i think uh you know we only got through five bands tonight and uh we landed on see now people are used to 10 that's the thing they're gonna be used to five episodes of none of our bullshit (laughs) and, and 10 songs (laughs) well you know what it's just uh that was a calculated risk on our part i think some people actually encouragingly i i saw some dissent because there was some discussions about this and i saw one person saying man i really like this format i really prefer it to the normal week to week and then somebody else immediately said you know what i don't prefer it to the normal week to week so um i can only hope that that's representative of uh of an even split of our listenership and that hopefully uh neither party will be too in sensed by our uh 
by our deviation last week or our return to form this week. Well, so with any luck, half of them will go the fuck away. Right? <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking about that. And actually I'm going to address something before we get into the, into the voicemails too. Um, I, I kind of, uh, an apology that I, that I owe on some level, I think, but I, I was actually just thinking about this the other day and like, like yesterday, um, like I, I don't, and it was because I was editing, you know, the, the hell week episodes, which I think are a little bit rawer than our normal episodes are. Um, and I was just thinking like, I, I certainly don't feel bad at the, pro- by, I, I'm not, I'll say this. I'm not, I'm not perturbed by the prospect of alienating anyone basically ever, but <laughs> I guess I do feel like I feel some pang of regret about the fact that a person might come into the show like enjoying it, you know, and thinking like, you know what, I could really dig this format and then like be very quickly turned away at the door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So their first, their first experience with us is, uh, are you saying their first experience with us is the hell week format? Right. Yeah. Or, or just in general, like maybe they just haven't reached a part of the episode yet where we've become like, uh, intolerable and they're like, man, you know, this is pretty cool. These guys seem pretty cool. And then, (laughs) and then like we reveal real quickly that we're not just because I think the format itself is like pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I would say like, honestly, the only thing holding this show back from being exponentially more successful is the fact that you and I host it. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um, if two other people hosted it and it would probably be a lot better, right? Yeah. Or at, or at the very least, uh, far more widely enjoyed, you know, here's the thing. It's because, you know, we're terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that as like a, you know, you know, like, yeah, like, um, I guess we're, we're the, the first, the first few episodes when we first started yeah, really felt like we were trying to see, like, you know, get comfy and now our feet are up on the fucking table. Right. And, you know, we have, we've basically, this is where we live now, right? Your, <laughs> your house is now our house. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks. Right. <laughs> yes. And, uh. And, um, yeah, we're, we, uh, I wouldn't say that we're mean, but, um, we're not, we're not nice. <laughs> no, no, man. I, 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 I don't know though. I don't know though, because I, I feel like a lot of people are just nice, but that's fucking false. They're not actually that way either. Um, and, sure. uh, everything, everything is so fucking squishy anymore, right? right? Yeah. Everything is so fucking squishy anymore. And, um, I think that's fucking false too. Sure. Because every, you know, deep down inside, Everybody has a fucking burning fire of fucking hate somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not sure they do, man. Uh, some everybody, everybody's got the, the 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 burning fires of disdain somewhere in them. Disdain for something for sure on a burning fire that they, you know, they would just love to give oxygen to, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know we don't we don't give full oxygen to the burning fire, but I don't acknowledge the fact that I do have a burning fire of fucking hate down in me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so on that on that note, before we before we do voicemails, the cherished voicemail segment of our show. Um, See, this this is what I think prevents us from <laughs> <laughs> like I, and, and and like the 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 malcontent in me and the, the contrarian in me is is. That's why, like, I like it is because 
it, it we you know it's like you know well, well, fuck you you don't like it fuck you don't fucking listen uh all right so you will have heard uh what i'm sure was a somewhat jarring um interruption of your podcast listening experience because uh one of the cats that lives in my house has once again as they often do i would say at least once a week managed to knock the um power out the router out of the router um you know cats really cool uh, sick pets that are fun to live with and have uh, really offer a, a lot of um a reciprocation in their in the relationship that you have with them wild animals that just know how to exploit humans really well <laughs> legitimately yes so um so you know maybe maybe it's for the best that we are interrupted just uh going on about the raging infernos of hatred in our hearts and how we don't yeah you don't need to hear that shit just, just know that we're real fucking cool right? <laughs> yeah so so the the, the way I, w- I was gonna i was gonna transition that into me giving um giving something of an apology to uh to Michael San Innocencio who is uh, <laughs> you you did fucking hammer that poor guy. I I hammered the fuck out of that guy and it was like episode 3 or 4 of Hell Week. It was pretty late. Um I wouldn't have liked that even on my best day, but you caught me on a on a particular at a particularly bad moment and you know I I conjectured on the show like you know maybe this dude doesn't listen to the podcast whatever. Well Michael emailed us back and uh and said he actually is a fan of the show and oh, no. and he was really fucking nice. He was like, "Hey man, you know, appreciate appreciate your opinion, appreciate, you know, having us on the show. Uh, I was expecting worse from uh from Nate and said that there are uh limited 200 copies of the borderline mainstream seven inch that will hopefully be in by mid October. So, so it seems like this dude is genuinely nice. And the fact that he listens to our show is like actually described himself as quote, a fan of the show. Um, it makes me feel a little bit bad. I mean, it doesn't make me like the band anymore, but I was like deeply condescending to this dude. And I think it is like, it is a fine line to walk because I think that this show does present us in as close to our raw form as we can get without without basically having our show taken off the air forcibly right so so <laughs> sometimes it, it certainly does right <laughs> right so so you know you caught me in a bad moment uh i you know i don't like your your band any more now than i did then but i will say that at not you know three in the morning after having already heard 40 fucking bands in a row or whatever. Um, I'm certainly less offended by your existence than I, than I was at that moment. And, uh, I hope you're, I hope you're having fun with it. And, um, you know, I, I guess I just wanted to to give you a public, instead of hitting you back in the email, I just wanted to give you a public, uh, apology for how hard I went in on you. Um, I do think your band sucks, but it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the fact that you said, um, you appreciate our opinion. Don't, don't appreciate it. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> don't. Uh, it's just our, you know, the, the, the important thing is that you're fucking enjoying it, you know, and, and this is a little closer to our true selves too, because you know, nobody, I, I would almost never, I would not tell Michael to go get fucked to his face. <laughs> no, for sure. Definitely right? not. No, never. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and that's why, like, I, I was like, oh man, you're really digging into this guy. Like, like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk shit about the band and joke and shit like that. But like, you know, a band's a band. Um, you know, the only people that I truly fucking hold hate in my heart for are the, the members of Omerta. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, I think maybe I went, uh, went a little hard on you in the, per, on, uh, you know, in the personal category, uh, conjecturing about the, the kind of life you lead and, um, how uh, minuscule and stunted your world was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, you're, you're not getting the best version of me at 3 a.m. Uh, you're rarely getting the best version of me at 3 p.m. on a fucking Monday. So. And here's the thing. Michael's from fucking New York. We live in Fort Wayne. Who's the stunted motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, you know, no doubt there, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, uh, I have, I have literal, I have literal toys five feet to my left. So, right. uh, you know what I mean? So, uh, who, who am I? I think, I think I, I this just provided a, a good moment for me to remind the listeners that, uh, as hard as we may sometimes go on this show, we're also very aware of the fact that, uh, our opinions don't mean shit. And, uh, it, it, it would be wise to remind yourself every so often of that fact as well. If you are a listener of the show and you, uh, hold anything we say in any high, any degree of high regard whatsoever, uh, I would advise strongly against that. So, yeah. um, so on that note, let's, uh, like I said, let's pivot to the, the cherished voicemail segment of our show, uh, bang these out real quick. And then I got to go fucking pack my bags and uh, do all the last minute prep work to uh, to get out of town on this vacation I'm leaving on tomorrow morning. Hey, what's up? Uh, this question is more for Nate, although, Gray, I'm sure you'll have some insight to it as well. Um, I'm just laying in bed at 2 o'clock in the morning wondering, like, Morbid Angel started in 1983, and according to Wikipedia, and Death started in 1984. But, you know, the Morbid Angel demo came out in, like, 86, and then whatever, Death first album, like, I think, 87 or whatever. My question is, like, what the hell were these bands doing in 1983 and 1984? Because Death Metal wasn't a thing yet, and that's just got me puzzled. So any insight is appreciated. Thanks a lot, guys. Good night. Um, they were doing what Metallica and Slayer and everybody else was doing in 1982 and 83 and 84. And that was just kind of figuring out what the fuck it is they were going to do. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's what they were doing, you know? Yep. Um, and, uh, basically spending time in the fucking workshop in the lab, you know, figuring things out. Yeah, this is this is actually a phenomenon you'll if you if you read about like <clears throat> old punk bands and shit in general, um, you'll you'll find that this occurs a whole lot in which a band uh, predates the genre that they were became well known for playing by several years. Like Coxbarter was just like a pub rock band mm -hmm. before Oi was ever a thing. I think Coxbarter formed in like seventy two or something. Um, but you know, Shock Troops, their biggest record arguably didn't come out until, you know, what, eighty two. Right. Um, and they weren't playing Oi until 78 79 right. so uh, this is this is a similar situation and like sure. i said you're, you're going to find that throughout the history of like various alternative and extreme music genres in which folks are like uh per, you know they already liked music uh then the, the members of morbid angel i'm sure already liked metal uh and they just sort of developed during that uh, nascent period in which death metal was forming and they happened to be a, you know, a major contributor to it. Right. I mean, Slayer Metallica started in like 81. Yeah. I mean, the early Metallica um, stuff is just like new wave of British heavy metal stuff, you know? Right. Exactly. Uh, Venom started around 1980. Yep. Welcome to Hell is released in 81. So what were the guys in Morbid Angel doing? Right. What was uh, Chuck Schuldner doing? Um, trying to sound like Venom and Metallica. 
sure. and trying to take it to that next fucking edge, right? Yep. Yep, for sure. Uh, so hopefully that uh, that answers your question. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. So, motherfuckers, you know who the fuck it is. It's your old pal, Applebee's. Did you motherfuckers miss me, you bitch-ass devilish cunts? I just want to say to the motherfucker who was talking shit on Applebee's a fucking couple weeks ago, say TGI Fridays is better than Applebee's. Hey, man, you can go fuck yourself. But in all seriousness, here's a serious-ass fucking question for y'all motherfuckers. Who is the most beloved devilish in color? Applebee's or that fucking fuck AJ? Vote Applebee's for the most beloved, most well-renowned, popular-ass motherfucking color of devilish in Applebee's. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll just have to leave that up to the listeners. Who is the most beloved, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, yo, I guess you can you can text us. We could do a poll, right? Yeah, text us your answer. Yeah, text us your answer, and we'll uh, we'll tally up the votes before the next episode. I, I think we know the answer. I think we know. I think we know. But you know what? I I would love to. Uh, I would love to actually get. Um, you know, a sample of our audience and see how they feel about it. You know, it's often it's often a vocal minority sort of situation. You know what I mean? Like maybe there are a lot of sleepers out there that yeah. uh, that quietly love AJ's calls. Who knows? Right. I, I will say that probably my my uh, um, my favorite caller is our homeboy up in Canada, man. Oh yeah, GMT. Yep. Yeah, I would say my favorite uh, my favorite caller is probably the next the next caller who I'm gonna give a rare back to back feature to, which is uh, Joe Stevens from. Yeah, I, I figured it had to be Joe because he called us at six thirty in the morning on Friday. Yeah, and also it starts with how we doing, um, right. which is kind of his, his his signature at this point. So let's uh, let's just listen let's listen to these just back to back, and then we'll we'll address it all. You know, gentlemen, how we doing? So I just had a uh, sort of a thought for you guys. I wanted to share some constructive thinking. So I'm trying not to be completely negative, you know, deconstructive all the time. And that is so the two my two favorite parts about the show. Uh, as I listen on, you know, you kind of catch on to nuances that you look forward to, things that you kind of skip over is when you really fucking hate something and when the voicemail, like the voicemails and the banter to follow voicemails. And, I mean, that's cool when you like things, but also, like, sometimes I just have to hear you talk about things you like that, you know, maybe I think is kind of like, whatever, who gives a shit? And that's a lot less fun than things, even if I like it, if you hate it, it's way more funny to listen to people talk shit. So, anyways... I just suggest maybe you can, like, do a best of the worst episode and just sit there and berate. And I don't mean just, like, talk shit. Just, like, absolutely berate how bad shit is. Because that's, like, that's your fucking hot, you know what I mean? That's your high point. That's your bread and butter. So, yeah, and then have voicemails, you know, all the best and the worst of compilation of voicemails. Anyways, just some thinking. Have a good one. Okay, so a clip show. 
Yeah, yeah. Eclipse. I feel like a clip show is is like this the sign that the podcast the podcast is officially like uh, moving in the territory where it's running out of fresh material. But yeah. I th- I think I think Joe is also suggesting that like we you know that we don't necessarily compile um like previous clips but like that maybe we we pick some of our all-time least favorites and and go back and revisit them so i'll say this to that i i honestly feel like even though i think you may be correct in the sense that a lot of the most memorable moments that i i find people um at least have reported to me are as you described like we can't we can't force that either. You know what I'm saying? It's one of right. those things where it's just like, if, if it's just so happens that something hits us just right um, and sends us over the screaming edge of sanity, that's something you got to stumble across, stumble upon naturally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we can't go back and hear it with fresh ears. Right. And um, it's not going to hit us the same way. And we're all, we're going into it so fucking preloaded. Right. Right. That it won't come off the cuff and it won't be genuine. And, um, you know, we won't tiptoe right up to the line of saying very inappropriate. <laughs> and 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 based upon your preference, um, probably crossing that line, <laughs> as I'm sure we often do, depending upon your personal comfort level, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, also, I think if the show was entirely that, uh, it would just, uh, it would take the impact out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, uh, I think then it's, it's. I don't know. You got us pegged where it's, 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 it's a real, it's, I mean, it's even more of a gimmick than it already is. Right. Right. Um, you got us pegged too much and, uh, it doesn't, uh, those, those little flare ups don't really uh, hit as hard, you know? Right. Exactly. It's like we've, uh, we've, we've talked about often on this show is that like a, a breakdown in a song must be earned. That's right. And I That's think, right. uh, I think this is the, uh, the same phenomenon. So, yeah. And, um, and here's somebody that likes the voicemails. Uh, yeah, true. Right. There, there you go. It's, it's proof positive that there is indeed a fucking so, plurality of opinion on this. And, shit. And, and I like this call because I, so Joe is uh, telling us what he likes and what he doesn't like. He's turning it back on us. Right. Right. He doesn't give a shit because he knows we're fucking idiots. Sure. Yeah. He knows us personally. Right. right? He doesn't get you should have heard the fucking heat he laid on me when we went fishing and he fucking jumped all over me about ACDC. <laughs> right. For like right. Three hours. Yeah. Right? Sure. I wanted to throw him in the fuck. I wanted to put him on a hook and use him for bait. He's small enough I could. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but no, he knows that we're fucking idiots and he knows our opinions don't count for fucking shit. And he's fine with that. And I'm fine with that too. Right? So, um, you know, perfect call. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's rare that I give a double feature, but uh, but Joe apologizes up top, and uh, hey, he's our close personal friend. So so let's uh, let's listen to what else he had to say real quick. Hey, sorry for the double message, but you know, I I gotta say that Megaton Sword Band is so much fucking better than your old champion. I mean, it's like night and fucking day. If you so subtle musically, but so prevalent that that band is more OG. And you know, I like that Eternal Champion band well enough. The first record was good. I ended up selling it. I didn't, you know, I was. It didn't, uh, rock my world so hard that I need to revisit it over and over, but I did like it quite a bit. But you know that new song? <clears throat> uh, I it kind of gives me a vibe where I could see that that uh, you know battle jacket. So it's kind of funny that you guys kind of mentioned 
what you call them, I guess, you know, like tourist medal. But, I mean, to me, that eternal championship sounds pretty sanitized. Like, uh, Megaton Sword fucking rules, dude. And, uh, you know, hey, I'm not the biggest Man of War fan either, but... You know, I know Adam Walker gave you some shit about that, gave me a little shit on that, but Battle Hymns is pretty sick, so there's one thing you got to know about him, that's the thing. Peace! So, he, you know, he is right about Megaton Sword. I've listened to that a couple times. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, he, it's very subtle, if you ask me, but I, I, I said it when we listened to Megaton Sword. I was like, I think they bring more energy than Eternal Champion. For sure, yeah. I think they're definitely, they're definitely taking a, a um, they're definitely swinging for, 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 for the fences on your nuts a little more. Right. Um, and, uh, that little bit of edge, right. Mm-hmm. That little bit of fucking edge where, you know, like I'm not super familiar with a lot of it, like, you know, the, the intricacies of like eternal champion songs and lyrics and things like that. Right. Sure. But yo, you have at least two songs on, on a release, um, that refer to like, you know, huge testicles and fucking dicks of steel. And like, you know, there's, there's all sorts of like almost dad humor injected into it. And the Megaton sword stuff. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But done so in such a way that it sounds a hundred percent fucking real. Like Megaton sword is the band that you see, um, in like heavy metal magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like heavy metal magazine was fucking dope. I used to love that magazine when I was younger. The mm-hmm. art was cool. The comics were cool. And it always had that little bit of fucking like hokey sort of like uh, what we consider dad humor now. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But they did it right. Yeah. Um, and for me, Megaton Sword just brings a little bit more of that genuine fucking edge um, than Eternal Champion. I like Eternal Champion too. I still do. Um, but, uh, I agree with Joe on Megaton Sword. It is, um, there is a, uh, for me, it is, uh, I guess, uh, um, an impalpable, right? Yeah. An impalpable sort of quality between them that, uh, I feel like gives the edge to Megaton Sword. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in total agreement. I, uh, I definitely, I definitely register the, uh, the criticism that Eternal Champion feels a little bit more sanitized and, uh, could lend itself more to sort of tourist, uh, battle vest, IPA beer fan, uh, music, you know, but, uh, and, and I kind of address that in the sense that, you know, I was talking about how I was, I was fairly turned off to power metal for quite a while just because of how, how much it was sort of like the novelty, uh, normie metal variety of, du jour for a grip um and i i can see how eternal champion would lend itself to to that crowd but i uh, i nonetheless think it's really good but uh beyond that i'm uh, i'm in total concurrence that that megaton sword has uh has the edge in pretty much every regard and they uh they simply embody that shit in a way that uh that i think um few bands managed to capture so yeah i'm, I'm totally with you you know and, and 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 a lot of it has to do with you know Megaton sword look like real ones, man. Those guys look like shit. For sure. <laughs> they look like fucking pasty Teutonic waifs, right? Right. Um, they're ugly. Yeah. Um, and they're fucking they're just playing like balls out metal, literally, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eternal champion, they still cling a little bit to the fucking uh a little bit to the hardcore fashion. Sure, yeah. Um, they still cling a little bit to those roots and um I don't know, you know. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I get it entirely, and I am, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely on the same page. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's listen to this, this next one. 
hey, uh, I just listened to the previous episode. This is awesome. Um, from Seven Steel. I just listened to the previous episode um, where you guys listened to a band called Gaiusha, or however the fuck you say that shit. And um, uh, you, you said it brought back, uh, you know, shit from Mastodon and stuff like that. And it just reminded me of the time that I accidentally saw Mastodon at a festival that my father uh, begged me to go to. And I only went because Code Orange was there. And I went to see Mastodon because they were right after. And I was just chilling. And the dude from Mastodon got up and was like, this new song is for all the vapors out there. Hold up your mom. And I swear to fucking God, dude, everyone in the crowd, because it was North Carolina, everyone in the crowd just took their fucking vape mods lifted them in the air, and he said, I want everyone to blow a big cloud into the air at the same time. Come on, one, two, three. And accordingly, everyone blew a huge base cloud into the air, and then they, they proceeded to play steam breather, and um, uh, it was the cringiest moment of my entire fucking life, and I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah, that sounds about right, man. So, so Austin's the quality of Austin's call was left uh, uh, something to be desired. But um, in case you missed any of that, he said he saw Mastodon at a festival with his pops, and uh, the vocalist came out, said this song is for all the vapors in the audience. Asked them to put their mods <laughs> in the air, and on the count of three, to all blow a huge cloud into the air, <laughs> and everybody proceeded to do precisely that. <laughs> Which like does sound like maybe the worst the that's like a my nightmares embodied for sure right, right. yo yo I like remission I like the EP I like some tracks off of the fucking album after remission right and I don't really pay attention to Mastodon beyond that yeah I mean, I'll never fucking deny remission is a good record those dudes are fucking trash oh right? ab- absolutely dude yes right like look right. like fucking look at them dude <laughs> yeah like like i don't know them personally so maybe they're not maybe they're cool but my, just my cousin rudy is actually uh good friends with them i think but okay well fuck your cousin um, <laughs> but like i don't know them personally but like that doesn't surprise me at all right yeah um because uh they've been around long enough that they're now like grandpas um, and, and and I also think the vocal I, I think it's the vocalist has like fucking like tribal face tattoos and like a no, side a side shave like Viking haircut. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think that's one of the guitar players. Yeah, okay. But he's had those tattoos for a long ass time, not as long as fucking Tyson, but you know. Yeah. Um, but it's just I don't know, man. I think that once you fully embrace the rock star persona, man, it's it corrupts you, right? Yeah, for sure. Or perhaps yeah. it it merely uh merely highlights components of uh, yeah, your personality just, it, that were always it's there. It's fertilizer for the corrupted portions of of personality, right? <laughs> I will assert it is impossible not to look like a total fucking retard if you vape. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, there's no that doubt. is it is it is one of the stupidest activities I can I can envision a person doing, right? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, furtively smoking on their little electronic device. I was driving behind a car the other day that a huge fucking like candy scented cloud came out and came in through my air conditioner in the truck behind as I was driving behind them at 75 miles an hour on the highway and fucking smelled it. I'm like, God, what a fucking idiot. Yeah, um, man. It's just, it's, it's, Plenty of folks I know do it, and every time I do, every time I see them do it, mm-hmm. um, a part of me kind of wishes they weren't my fucking friends. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm totally, totally, totally with you on that. So, 
a part of me, you can just hear the aristocrat in me go, oh, and uh, <laughs> turn their head up in dismay. Yes. Um, also, before we move on to these last two voicemails, I will just, I think that's the first time Austin's called in. I shoot the shit with Austin quite a lot. Uh, he, uh, he played in a band that regrettably did not put out more than a demo called Seventh Seal, who was um, one of the better sort of like throwback oh, yeah. 90s metalcore we bands. We really like that band. That hit, was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, man, that shit fucking kicks ass. I actually, I hit them up recently and was like, dude, is that band doing anything? And uh, unfortunately they broke up, but I think Austin is working on something new. So I, uh, I'm, I'm patiently waiting for the next thing that that kid does because, man, I fucking love that demo. Mm-hmm. So That was really good. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. Yo, boys, what's up? G. Michael Tom. Uh, listening to the latest episode and had to pause it. Uh, I just want to say, dude, you know, thank you so much for what you said. Um, RE is a submission that was retracted because, all jokes aside, that is an exceptionally important thing. And uh, for me, I'm kind of gathering what you're describing is this like accelerated level of virtue signaling or self-censoring in terms of the things that people like because of this fear of uh, the repercussions of liking questionable material. Guys, I'm so with you. That line of thinking is complete bullshit. It's a complete fallacy. It's a self-serving, ego-driven thing that helps people feel like they're doing the quote-unquote right thing. And the reason it's such a fallacy is because it's applied in a arena that absolutely does not matter. It doesn't fucking matter what music you listen to, what movie you watch. It matters who you are. And so thank you so much for saying that. I hope that even one person that hears that rethinks their position and realizes that the smart money is on don't be such a little bitch. Later. There you go. That's why. That's why. That's why G. Michael Thomas is my favorite caller, right? <laughs> because he actually has some shit to say. Yeah, for sure. It is. It is like. Uh, it is sincerely pretty refreshing anytime that dude uh, calls and, and shares just like a, a coherent, well thought out position. Now <laughs> that said, the first half of that call was anything but coherent. I didn't really hear him come into like the last thirty seconds. Yeah, unfortunately, that was that was uh, there was a lot of um, interference on that. But yeah, he was just a addressing you know us us uh, talking about a uh, homeboy who who wanted to retract the submission and and us sort of diving into the deep end on that subject matter and I, the only pushback i i would uh i would give you on this is just that i i would say that it's probably not important that we talk about that at all and that uh uh, we we do very little beyond uh, you know old man yells at cloud sort of shit on this show when whenever we um, whenever we take them out to preach our position on something um, if somebody changes their position or rethinks uh, their approach to something because of something that we said and it serves them well then I'm 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 happy to have uh, helped stimulate that process I guess but. Uh, but yeah, I guess I'm I'm glad that you concur with us on that. I do think the smart money is on not being such a little bitch, and uh, yeah, I think that you you kind of get to the core of that in uh, characterizing it as as being incredibly um, as being a, a a cosmetic 
a cosmetic uh, sort of like window dressing only because it is taking a position on the most ineffectual shit possible that has literally no bearing or effect on your uh, material reality in any way, uh, which is the the sort of easiest thing to take a righteous position on. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm with I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I was just gonna say to follow that up too. Like if you're a young impressionable person, mm-hmm. listen to racist music and watch like the first twenty minutes of uh, American History X, and um, take the wrong message away from that movie. You might learn a thing or two about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You you might learn a thing or two about yourself and the world at large, and probably the penal system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, thanks to GMT for the call. We got uh, one more, and then uh, and then we'll call it a night. All right. So Zach Honeygut here. Uh, it's like one a.m. and I'm just walking home listening to the Hell Week podcast. I'm listening to that one weird MySpace band that sounds like some kind of like Warp Tour weird shit, but um. One of my favorite shows, or one of my favorite moments from the show, obviously, is the Jet Jaguar moment. Like, we all know it. It was the funniest fucking shit in the world to me. I literally fucking cried laughing when I just heard Nate laugh (laughs) into the podcast. And I just wanted to shout out to both of you for having the restraint to not do that often. Because I can hear, and I haven't listened to the rest of this. I'm just like halfway through the song. I can hear Nate just fucking dissolving as a human being as this garbage-ass MySpace band is playing this weird fucking melodic, quote-unquote, metalcore. And I just want to say thank you for having the restraint. Like, we think we want those, like, crazy, funny moments. But in reality, we want them to be sparse. So I just want to say, hey, your restraint is admirable. Like, I'm surprised I'm not hearing Nate laughing right now. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, fucking like 2 a.m. or some shit. I don't even fucking know. I just want to call and say thank you. You brightened my night. Well, there you go. Fuck you, Joe. Counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, like, we, uh, we, we've we gotten, again, you know, this uh, perfect example is a true plurality of opinion in our listenership on this shit. Um, this uh, Zach, Zach mirrored uh, essentially the exact position that we took, which is that uh, you don't you don't want oversaturation on that. And I would also say, you know, you, there's no there's no need to thank us for our restraint. I don't think that we're practicing restraint at all. Uh, we are just we're like jellyfish, re- just reacting to stimuli. Yeah, for real. I'm just like a, a plant turning to light and, uh, you know, exhibiting like negative geotaxis. Turn me upside down and I go the other way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so, uh, definitely, uh, no need to thank us for that, but, uh, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad it's a component of the show that you enjoy and, uh, I'm glad it brightened your night. Um, so real quick, uh, we, we do have a couple voicemails. Um, one yeah. is from fatty merely saying, just trying out this texting service, testing one, two, get fucked. Love fatty. There you go. It works. One person sent us um, an, image an image of the war of the lyrics to the War Babies song "Stop the Spread," um, oh. which I assure you, I read as yeah, we, we read them. Yeah, yeah. I, I read those, and I'm very aware of them. But thanks for uh, drawing our attention to that. And then the last one we have is is like a meme. Um, this total damage thing. It's like. I'm not entirely sure of the roots of it, but it's basically like a guy who may be real, maybe not, I think is 
I think is Indian um, or, or like Pakistani or something. And he's like racist maybe. Um, <laughs> and he's like into like metal and like black metal. And like, is always talking about like heathen pride and yeah. uh, his name, the name of his band or persona is total damage. Okay. Um, so this is just kind of a meme. I'm not going to read the, well, you know what? I, I will, I'll, I'll just read this. Uh, yes, I am from India and I drink cow urine and look like this. And if circumstances arise, I will dismantle everything you think is holy, have sex with your corpse, menstruating women and eat your body raw and hold your soul captive through black magic rituals inside your own skull, thereby making it to do my bidding for as long as I wish. How could you tell? But before you assimilate this morbid forecast, A, never forget to chant, night calls and the wolf howls so hard only a caveman can do it. Total <laughs> no average heathen pride. There you go. Um, so uh, I'm sure there's more information on that on like Know Your Meme or something. I've seen it a handful of times on Facebook, but never uh, looked into it beyond just kind of reading what appear to be like wild, just uh, like copy pastas from this this individual. So that's uh, a new one on me because uh, I don't live there, but um, I wish it was real. <laughs> I did. Might Again, be. I, I wish the fucking pollution from Meme Planet, you know, was not fake. Yeah, for sure. So on that note, we're going to call it. I still got to fucking shower and pack and do all this shit. So um, if you want to call and leave a message, it's 260-222-8341. If you want to submit music to the podcast, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure your submission's a year or less old. If you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Uh, one episode of the Napalm Death Family Tree series just went up. Uh, another one will be going up very soon, like within the next week. And then when I get back, uh, we should be recording what I imagine is going to be the last episode of that series. Um, so June should only have, hopefully have one of those and then something else that will um, ideally be a, a very welcome departure from that series. Uh, we're sorry. And we're sorry, five, you know, but uh, five bucks gets you access to all of the bonus content. Ten bucks gets you access to that plus um copies of uh all of the releases that we put out on the label uh which is uh, a, a solid time to hop aboard because uh within the next probably two to two and a half weeks we'll have demo listen uh number two in hand and uh and ready to ship out so and it's um it's a really, really good one. So that's something that you're interested in. You can sign up at the $10 tier. Um, I also just want to say, like I was, uh, when I was uploading shit to the Patreon today, I like, you know, notice how many we have or whatever. And like, I'm not going to like crunch, crunch, talk, talk, you know, solid numbers on here, but kind of based on how many kind of like average listeners we have for any given episode of the podcast or like downloads, at least um, it seems like uh, like a sizable portion of our actual consistent listenership are also patrons, like more so than I see um, yeah. relative. Every, to every, everybody else is just passing through, listens to like 20 minutes. It's like, I'm fucking out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I guess I just noticed like compared to how many people listen and how many are patrons, the ratio is, uh, it seems much higher than, than similar podcasts. And so I just, uh, I just wanted to shout out uh, everybody who does subscribe because uh that's uh that's sick and i you know i've i've thanked people on here before and i'm never trying to pander it's it's always sincere like uh every time that um you know we got the test tapes in for uh, the second release today and they sound sick and um you know i i guess i just once again had one of those moments where it's like man it's really fucking cool that uh that we can do this um because some people are uh, are kind enough to throw money our way to listen to us ramble about napalm death and shit that's uh that's a cool thing we get to do and uh i'm psyched that we uh we managed to flip it 
into something where we get to facilitate putting putting music out into the world that uh, that we can that we can stand behind and that we uh, hopefully hopefully other people will respond to as positively as we do. So I'm uh, I'm psyched we get to do that and just wanted to shout everybody out. So for real. On that note, uh, we will catch you on the next one. And uh, thanks for listening.